American Indian groups repeatedly evaluated and adjusted their alliances with Europeans, other tribes, and the U.S., seeking to limit migration of white settlers and maintain control of tribal lands and natural resources. During the Revolution, a complex situation existed among Indians. Many villages remained neutral. Some native groups, such as the Delaware, split into factions, with some supporting the British while other Delaware maintained their neutrality. The Iroquois Confederacy, a long-standing alliance of tribes, also split up. Ohio River Valley tribes such as the Shawnee, Miami, and Mungo had been fighting for years against colonial expansion west, these groups supported the British. Few Indians sided with the American revolutionaries, because almost all revolutionaries in the middle ground viewed them as an enemy to be destroyed. This racial hatred toward native peoples found expression in the American massacre of 96 Christian Delawares in 1782. Most of the dead were women and children. After the war, the victorious Americans turned a deaf ear to Indian claims to what the revolutionaries saw as their hard-won land. Instead, they moved aggressively to assert control over western New York and Pennsylvania. In response, Mohawk leader Joseph Brandt helped to form the Western Confederacy. This was an alliance of native peoples who pledged to resist American intrusion into what was then called the Northwest. The Northwest Indian War, 1785-1795, ended with the defeat of the Indians and their claims. Under the Treaty of Greenville, 1795, the U.S. gained dominion over land in Ohio. The expansion of slavery in the Deep South and adjacent Western lands and rising anti-slavery sentiment began to create distinctive regional attitudes towards slavery. Slavery offered the most glaring contradiction between the idea of equality stated in the Declaration of Independence and the reality of race relations in the late 18th century. Although he penned the Declaration of Independence, Thomas Jefferson owned more than 100 slaves, of whom he freed only a few either during his lifetime or in his will. He thought blacks were inferior to whites. In his notes on the state of Virginia in the 1780s, Jefferson urged the end of slavery in Virginia and the removal of blacks from that state. He envisioned an empire of liberty for white farmers and relied on the argument of sending blacks out of the United States, even if doing so would completely destroy the slaveholders' wealth in their human property. Southern planters strongly objected to Jefferson's views on abolishing slavery and removing blacks from America. They believed their slaves held the key to the safety, prosperity, and existence of the southern states. Slaveholders and many other Americans protected and defended the institution. Slavery persisted in the North, however, and the example of Massachusetts highlights the complexity of the situation. The 1780 Massachusetts Constitution technically freed all slaves. Nonetheless, several hundred individuals remained enslaved in the state. In all, over 36,000 slaves remained in the North, with the highest concentrations in New Jersey and New York. Hey everyone, thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode. I hope it was useful for your learning. Make sure you consolidate your knowledge by clicking the link in the bio to be taken to the free online course. Good luck with your studies!